your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Well, it's time now for part three of our Rules of the Road feature. And this week, we're going to answer some of your questions left over from last week. First, relating to roundabouts with James Dillon, driving instructor based in Adair, who's on the line. How are you, James? How's it going? Good, Joe. Good morning to you all. So the first question from a listener was, I'm leaving Duradoyle heading for the motorway. Three roundabouts, the Collins roundabout going left in the left lane, approaching the next roundabout. Two lanes entering left is going down Ross Bryan. You have a left for the motorway going towards the city and straight heading for the third roundabout, which brings you towards Ballyclock and right for the motorway towards Adair and Newcastle West. My question is, on the second of those three roundabouts... Was I to go straight for the third roundabout? What lane should I be in? Now, to be honest with you, I don't even understand the question. So, um, I hope you do, and you can answer it. <laughs> I'll do my best, Joe. I'll do my best. So, when you leave the Crescent Shopping Centre, you have to go through a series of roundabouts um, to uh, head towards um, Newcastle West, Adair, um, Tralee, those, that area. The, the roundabout in question, I believe that the, 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 the listener has a query, is the roundabout where left would take you to Ross, Ross Bryan, which would be the Old Crescent Rugby Club. Um, the next exit uh, would be the Dublin Galway exit. And the exit after that then would be Belly Clock. So at that roundabout, um, again, I refer to the sign that the Council and the National Roads Authority have given us. So we'll use the 12 o'clock rule to determine which lane to be in. So approaching that particular roundabout, um, there are two lanes. Um, on the sign, uh, the 9 o'clock exit is Ross Bryan and Old Crescent Rugby Club. So that would be left lane. The second exit at that roundabout would be heading down to the motorway, which is the Dublin-Galway exit. That would be about 10 o'clock on the clock sign. So that would also be the left lane on approach to the roundabout. Um, The third exit, which would be straight ahead, or let's refer to it, the clock, as 12 o'clock, and that would also be the left lane, which... The question might be is, what's the right lane for? The right lane is to be used on that particular roundabout to approach, to go all the way around and return back the same road, heading back in towards Dora Dial again. That's the only reason for it? Correct. So basically, the, ro- the left lane covers, in terms of the 12 o'clock rule, the left lane covers the Ross Bryan exit, the Dublin Galway exit, and the Ballyclock Cork Tralee exit, which are all 12 o'clock and beforehand. The right-hand lane is a lane that we use to go up to the roundabout all the way around and to return back. But, but why would you need to do that, if you see what I mean? I don't make the rules, Joe. I only go by them. No, I, I'm just interested. You know, I it's, mean, it's look, fascinating to think that. Yeah, I mean, if... If um, if the rule is there to say that... If you didn't know where you were going, like, you might have to. Is that what you're telling me? Well, 
realistically speaking, if we go by the rule that's in the rules of the road book, the left lane and that particular roundabout is for the three exits, the 9 o'clock, the 10 o'clock and the 12 o'clock exit. The right-hand lane at that particular roundabout would be used only for up, around and to return back to the shop, Crescent Shopping Centre well, area. I suppose it is possible that Dorodoilians will know where they're going, but non-Dorodoilians mightn't. Possibly, possibly. I mean, I, I had to... I went down to Google Maps there, and um, I also drove that area as well during the week after the show when when you got that, that query. So, yeah, that that was basically it. That was basically it. The roundabout that follows after that is a roundabout where the 12 o'clock exit is for uh, belly clock. The, that's the left lane again. The right-hand lane would be used for the 3 o'clock exit, which would be the Cork and Tralee Road. Or if you wanted to return back again, you would also use the right-hand lane. So we're using the 12 o'clock rule to determine our lane position at the roundabouts based on the sign that's given to us prior to the roundabouts. Okay, I have you. Right, we're chatting to James Dillon, driving instructor based in Adair. This is uh, the latest in our series on the rules of the road. And the second one that's come in to us, and people are absolutely fascinated by roundabouts, you know that, um, from a listener. It says, on Henry Street in Limerick City at the Duns Junction, where the left lane is to turn left, the middle lane is to go straight on, and the right lane is to go straight on. But then, when you go straight on, three lanes open up after the traffic lights. I know the middle lane is to move straight on to the left and the right lane is to move straight on to the right. But which lane should you be in if you want to go straight? Is it on to the middle lane? Okay. So again, I looked at that again. So the traffic lights before Dunn stores, which would be on our left, heading down Henry Street, um, <clears throat> on approach to those traffic lights, yes, the left-hand lane is for... Um, a left only, which would take you to Shannon Street. Um, the middle lane would be has a straight arrow, which would determine straight on, and the right lane also has a straight arrow that's also straight on. Just outside Dunn Stores, after the traffic lights, you have three lanes. Each of those three lanes are straight straight on. After that, then. After um, so the, the the road after Dunn Stores is actually Bedford Row, so that particular you actually can't turn left on that road anyway because it's a one-way system coming up. So if you were going straight on prior to Dunn's, if you are going straight on, the middle lane is the lane to be in all the way through, and that if if you if that's if you were going straight on, right. It, that's, 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 that's the one I use myself, so I'm yeah, glad yeah, I yeah, get yeah. right anyway. That's so not if, my if, question, if, though. I, that came in from somebody else. Um, yeah. Uh, but so, um, the bottom line is that roundabouts, although I've seen them mentioned uh, for their simplicity and consistency and all of that, for whatever reason, they really do confuse a lot of people. They do, they do. And, and you know what, it's not people's fault. It's not the fault of people. Realistically speaking, like I've said before, people who have passed their driving test 30, 40 years ago or even more, right? They never had to deal with roundabouts. Um, they never had to do a roundabout in a driving test. Um, nowadays, people who I give driving lessons to, be it in Limerick, Newcastle West or the surrounding areas, 
I have to incorporate as part of my lessons the rule in terms of roundabouts. So the, 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 the modern driver, the new driver on the road, really is getting a, um, um, an advantage in knowledge of roundabouts in comparison to those people in the past. And, and I suppose it could be worse because, as you well know yourself, there are a couple of roundabouts in Cork that are just ridiculous. There are um, um, traffic lights on them and you just don't know whether you're coming or going every time I have to go around. Which one is it? The Kinsale Road one? Yeah, it's Kinsale Road roundabout. That's on, the, that's on the South Ring Road um, heading up towards the airport. On that particular roundabout, um, depending on which side you're coming uh, to, you, you really have to take care in terms of on the on the, the you have traffic lights that are actually on the roundabout as well and you have multiple lanes uh, approaching and multiple lanes on it and yeah it is it is a nightmare and i understand that that it is i mean you have to understand also joe that you have people from parts of the country who are driving seven days a week in their local area and they have no roundabouts and then come holiday time say for example people in West Cork or whatever and they have to drive to the airport in Cork and they have to deal with this roundabout that they were speaking about the Kinsale Road roundabout it's tough, it's very tough, oh, it's dangerous it's, oh, so it's, it's slow as you go that's, that's God, the key. I have my heart in my mouth every time I have to take that roundabout which thankfully isn't that often, I remember on the um, fringes of Glasgow as well driving down there at one stage and uh, came across a couple of roundabouts there and you'd just be going oh yeah, yeah. my nerves but anyway let's move on to talk about motorways um, yeah. and look at some of the rules around using them what's really important for people to remember so motorways uh, we have to look at how we join motorways safely um, how we exit motorways safely and also when we're on a motorway what lane should we be in um, when we're driving on the motorway so let's start off with joining motorways so you're coming down a slip lane and you're about to join a motorway. Main thing is put your right indicator on, increase your speed and try to match uh, the speed of uh, the traffic that's on the motorway so that it's safer for you. Um, so indicate early, use your right wing mirror, identify what's coming from behind you or on the motorway quick check of the blind spot, which is a little check over your shoulder to identify that there's no blind uh, spot, cars in your blind spot, and then move out gently and smoothly. Right. You, building you know, up your speed. Now, you know joining on, for example, the bottom of the dock road there, and, and you're going on the motorway from there. Um, yeah. You indicate to go out, and people either can't move out into the outer lane or they just don't want to. In fact, some of them speed up when they see you coming out onto the exit. It fascinates me. Yeah. You're, try you're trying to get out onto the thing. You, you, know, you look in your wing mirror and a car, and it's, it's 100k zone there, not 120 for a little bit longer than that. It's not actually a full motorway at that point. And they, they put the boat down and you're coming closer and closer to the edge of it and you don't know if you're going to live or die. Well, it's the hardest part in terms of roundabouts is actually joining. That's the Join the motorway, part. you mean? Yeah, joining a dual carriage or a motorway. That's the hardest part. That's the most difficult part. Because what you have to deal with is the fast-moving cars that are actually on the roundabout. So that's why I, I would advise try to keep your speed 
uh, up. Um, but but what I'm trying to get at is, you know, legally, does the car on, let's say, the, the left-hand lane of the dual carriageway or the motorway, and you're trying to join, yeah. legally, do they still have the right of way? In other words, if you come to the end of the slipway and there's no way out, yeah. do you have to stop? No, no, no. You don't? So, but, how, but, I mean, but then, bang, crash. Okay, so those people who are... Let, let's try to educate people um, in terms of uh, how to let people out. So when you're on a motorway and there's a slip lane coming up on your left, you're on the motorway now. So what you would do is you'd observe a car or vehicles coming, joining the dual, car- dual carriageway or motorway. Your job is to, A, either come off the gas, adjust your speed to allow the car that's slipping onto the motorway, let him out in front of you. If you feel you don't fancy doing that because of what's behind you, you then can increase your speed so that the car coming, joining the motorway comes out behind you. Or alternatively, you would indicate to the right, go out onto the overtaking lane, leaving the left-hand lane free for those joining on. Yeah. Of course it's difficult. I totally get where you're well, coming from. I mean, from. for example, a lot of the crew on the M50 in Dublin couldn't care less about that. They just power on. Yeah. And well, what I'm asking is, if, you, if you're coming on from the slipway, yeah. and you're running out of space, basically, do you have to stop? No, you can't stop. You can't what I, stop. What I, would, what, I would, what I would always look at in a situation like that is, you always have... And it's, it's, to be honest with you, it's, it's the last case scenario. I would always, if I had a situation where I was joining a dual carriageway or motorway, sometimes you have to use common sense. And common sense is a rule that's never actually written in the rules of the road book. So the common sense thing to do is definitely not stop. Use the um, hard shoulder on the motorway, which we should really not have to do, but use the hard shoulder as an extension to the slip lane to allow yourself right. to be able to move out. Well, I have another one for you. The, okay. uh, coming off the M7 junction onto Bally Simon in on the Tipperary Road uh, and uh, back in the Bally Simon Road. Okay. You're coming, off, you're coming off the motorway there and you're coming up to that slip um, and they're firing past you at high speed there on your right-hand side. I've often had to stop there because people are not prepared to pull out and they're not prepared to stop and they're prepared to take you with them. Yeah. Look, it, it, it's, it's such... It's such a difficult thing to, to do. And this is one well, of the biggest things. It's an easy decisions. thing to do if people respect that and behave themselves. In a perfect but if world, it's, Joe. If it's put the boot down and fire on through and see what happens, and sure, if Joe ends up in the ditch, well, then maybe a lot of people would like to see that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, if in a perfect world, um, the rules of the road, if we all did exactly what we we're supposed to do. But again, you have to do what's safe. If you, if you, for example, as you were talking there about stopping, coming on, to, uh, joining a dual carriageway and, and stopping on the slip lane, you're risking the issue from behind for yourself. No, I, I appreciate that, but I mean, I'm t- you know the one at the Valley Simon one I'm talking about now? And if, you, if you're coming on to that route in, in along the tip road, um, coming off the motorway, if you've t- taken the, the motorway back around uh, Limerick City and you're coming back in, I tell you, best of luck is what I'd say if you fancy trying to uh, indicate right and carry on without uh, having to put the brake on or stop at times. Oh, you're coming! You're coming down to the BMW dealer. Well, yeah, from yeah, from. Oh from yeah, 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 yeah. But you're, and that's that's yeah. that's a slip road, isn't it? 
It's a slip road that's uh, governed by the traffic lights just as you're swinging left, isn't that the governed one? Governed by the traffic lights. <laughs> Correct, yes, yes. That's a good yes. one, James. Good man yeah. yourself. Is that the official language for it? Governed by yes. the traffic lights. Ungoverned <laughs> by the traffic lights at that junction is the way to put it. There's yeah, no governing by the traffic lights there because people have a tendency to ignore. They do, they do. And, and again, all you have to do is the, the, your best. So again... Be conscious it's like of who's a game behind of, you. Whose nose can I take off today? Yeah. It is. Again, a, a game of it's, Russian it's roulette. It's just mad yeah. that junction. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. At certain times, every junction, such as the one you mentioned, it, it, it is very difficult. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing to think that, and I've said it to you before, our learner drivers, they pass their driving test, and yet they've not had to deal with exactly the issue you're talking about. And that's dangerous in itself. I'd say, James, you're massively relieved that you didn't have to teach me to drive. Um, that's a lesson that you could probably have done without. But, but the, the bottom line does seem to be, and I suppose this applies in all scenarios, your motorways, as you mentioned, across the board, is you must anticipate the oh, unexpected yeah. and you must be aware of the other Egypt on the road. Oh, absolutely. If, 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 you, if you treat everyone as an Egypt and that they are going to make a mistake. That's the best way to drive, because you have to um, um, expect the unexpected. Um, I just, just while we're on motorways, Joe, and it's a little uh, bone of contention and a little thing that I, I cannot get my head around. When you're driving on a motorway, we have two lanes. The left lane is the lane we should always be driving on. If we feel we need to overtake the slower vehicle in front, move out to the outer lane, to the right-hand lane, to to do the overtake and manoeuvre, but then move back in. So just I want to clarify, the right-hand lane on a motorway or dual carriageway is not a fast lane. It's mm. called an overtaken lane. So that lane is only for overtaking the vehicles in and, front and, of you. And that's that's absolutely reasonable point. And certainly you shouldn't undertake, you should overtake, and you should move back in at the first opportunity into uh, the left-hand lane. That all makes sense. But on the outside lane especially, you see some of the most dangerous driving in the country on a consistent basis. And it's tailgating. And the risks that people take coming right up to your bumper with zero chance if the person in front um, touches the brake. Bang, they're in and it's a multiple vehicle crash. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely it's right. App- it's appalling. And, and, it, yeah. it, and it is one that, for, and I understand why, it's one that it's even very difficult for the Gardaí to deal with or detect because it's happening at high speed on parts of the motorway where they wouldn't necessarily be or, or be expected to be. And yet, it is probably the riskiest manoeuvre you could think of. Yes. And and even though I agree with everything you're saying, Joe, and I've seen it, I've experienced it, um, I, I totally get what you're saying. Statistically speaking, the motorways have less collisions on it than any other road network in the country. Yeah, but that's, do you know what that's down to? That is down to the safe driving of the car that's being tailgated who is looking for the opportunity to, to move back in, which they should anyway, but often it takes time. You know, you've got traffic coming in if it's a busy time on the motorway. And I have to say, and, you know, we're not going to name them, but it's generally the drivers of particular car brands who engage in that sort of um, dangerous activity at high speed. But anyway, listen... Well, I think you're right there. 
James, uh, great to chat to you again. We thank you very much for your excellent advice on motorways, roundabouts and other things today. That is driving instructor James Dillon, who is based in Adair. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.